Okay, Phil, my man, it is time for another episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Welcome back, brother. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. I want to say something real quick. Every time we do our intro, I genuinely bang my head. It's not obligatory at all. I just absolutely love our intro music. It's I, solid. I agree with you, buddy. And since I am the drummer on that little ditty, it makes me happy to be a contributor. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Good shit. Well, hey, man, it's been too long. You look beautiful. The beard's coming in strong. I'm loving it. And I'm, I'm here to do a quick, a little quick hitter episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast for you, where we review post-2000 releases that we think are amazing, interview amazing artists of heavy music in the post-2000 space, and occasionally we do a concert review when we get to go see a live show. And I just uh-huh. got to go see a band that you and I have been listening to since we were just wee lads. I know. I mean, since we they're, were just babes. They're classic rock now, pretty much. And you're talking about The Offspring. Yep. These guys are pretty much all gray-haired and, and a little long in the tooth, but they came around and they put on a good show, and they were in New York City. I was traveling up there in the middle of May of 2022, and I saw them at an awesome, awesome venue called Pier 17 which is right on the water in Manhattan. And it was on the fourth floor, top rooftop deck. You could see the entire city. In fact, there was a part when they were showing, I'm going to start playing some offspring here. Um, There was a part during the show when it was now fully night and the sun had set and on the screen, and I had had, uh, you know, some intoxicants. And then on the screen, they start showing what I thought was like, video footage of a music video because it was all this cityscape and all these bright lights and all these tall buildings and then they just the video continued and then they panned right along and they were showing the guys on stage and really it was just a cameraman showing the surroundings that we were in and i was like oh shit that's right i'm in the middle i'm in the middle of this incredible city yeah with uh getting to see live music it was such a cool thing yeah new york is breathtaking man I, it, I love that place. I love Manhattan, especially. So much cool shit to get into there. Never a dull moment, never a dull day. And seeing these guys was awesome. So let me get you you know, where we're at right here. They were opened by a band called Radkey, which I thought was kind of worth discussing a little bit. Three homeschooled brothers looking like they started a band when they were kids' kids. And their dad is their manager. And he said the dad uh, is heavily influenced by the offspring and, and played for those kids when they were younger uh, some offspring stuff and you know would I say that they were uh, an, an incredible band no but are they on to something where you that you could hear from them for years to come definitely got a cool vibe definitely punk in nature head bopping kind of style and I think if they mix a little bit more dynamic variation like I would say that some of the songs tended to maintain a similarity from start to finish that I think they needed to break some of the monotony, but that's being critical for the sake of finding criticism. Radkey, these kids were like maybe 19 and uh, three brothers, a bassist, a guitarist, a singer, and then a drummer. And it was just really cool to see that The Offspring was supporting them, getting them to go on a national tour. Pretty incredible experience for those kids. What's, uh, how do you spell that? R-A-D-K-E-Y, Radkey. Radkey, all right. Yeah, so definitely worth checking I'll out. Check so, it out. And and I also appreciated that Offspring had just one opener. 
So Radke came on. They didn't give a bunch of bullshit fluff. They just played song after song after song. They might have said three words between each one, if that. Sometimes nothing, which I love. Out yeah, of I love, an, love that out of an opener. Just give me the hits, guys. Keep it moving. Give me the hits. And they did. And, and then came the Offspring. And my overall statement about the Offspring is still a great band. You can tell they're getting a little up there. I think for the singer, uh, it's a little harder for him to belt out the at the same speed and volume that he has as a kid. So you could mm-hmm. you could sense that there, it's not perfect as it used to be, but the musicianship is still excellent. The backup singers are still excellent, and it's still the same guy. I'd rather see him at a little bit older than a new guy covering his stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you're gonna get like 80 percent of what you love over like some guy trying to be something he's not. That's right. You know? That's right. So it was definitely a great show. Played all the hits, and it's funny because. These guys really have earned their spot in kind of rock and roll history. They, they, they got hits on every one of their albums from 20 years ago to last year. I mean, they, they just seem to figure out how to keep putting hits out. And one of the things... Yeah, they, really, what's that? Consistent band, man. They're a really consistent band. They just they just stuck around. And they keep, they keep putting out quality. Every now and again, you're like, oh, shit, they put out a new album. And wait a minute, there's, like, there's cool songs on that album or... What the hell? I, I never even heard this. And it's just amazing how they continue to kind of crank out hits. Um, and they have stuff that like gets buried. Uh, there's a song I'm playing right now called Race Against Myself from their album Splinter, which is like a 2003 release. Probably nobody would know any song on there except for maybe the song Hit That. And, you know, this they didn't play it live, but I love this song. It's so... Even when you hear all their hits live, if you actually go back and listen to the whole catalog, they got hits buried in albums that are just kind of in obscurity. So they're a really impressive band. Great catalog overall. And uh, yeah, as, as it relates to kind of stage setup, they didn't have anything like, you know, one of the episodes of the concert reviews we just did, I was telling you about Dragon Force's stage presence and stage design, and they didn't have really anything kind of like that. The lights were cool. They had a nice light setup, but nothing... You know, with flames or pyrotechnics yeah. or anything. I mean, but also there's, it's contextual. There's a reason for Dragon Force to have a dragon. Sure. You know, but Offspring's not going to have anything crazy elaborate, probably. Yep. What's your favorite Offspring song? Gone Away. Well, I'll tell you a little something special about that. I don't know if you know this, but he plays Gone Away on the piano to slow it down, they, they pull a piano out. I'm playing it for you right now. I didn't know they had this. This is on a 2021 EP they put out called Gone Away. And they slow it down, and when you really listen to the lyrics, it's about someone he lost. And uh, it's beautiful. Really, they did an incredible job. So, man, that's a great idea to do a slow piano version of that. I thought that's great. Yeah, man. You can hear it here. Maybe in another life I can find you there. Mm-hmm. So that was something totally unexpected for Katie and I and to see them pull a piano out to the middle of the stage at an Offspring show. But I gotta say, it was yeah. re- really cool. That sounds cool, man. That's a great idea. I- I mean, it makes perfect sense. If 
think about it to have that as a slow ballad, but I've never, I never even thought about what that would sound like. like that's really cool. Really cool, really cool. But and that was the only one they played like that. The rest were all jams, and they finished with self-esteem. That was their closer at the uh, in the encore. I think they did a great job of mixing in all the stuff you want to hear with the stuff that they obligatorily had to play from their new album called Let the Bad Times Roll. They at least released that in 2021. So they played that one, which was the title track. Uh, I'll play it for you here. Pretty catchy. You know, they still got the the clapping and the, the kind of offspring style chants in the background, you know? So that was a good... They, you know, they... Sorry, I was going to say, they mix, in that song especially, they mix this, like, pop punk with legit-ish punk so well. It's so catchy, but it's not soft, you know? Yes. I don't, I don't know how they do that. It's really impressive. They have a... Anyway, sorry. In a genre like punk where every single song from every single band could sound exactly the same, they have a ton of distinguishable songs. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't, I don't know just, how that balance yeah. of rock and punk mixes so well, but they do it. They they've nailed it. Damn man! Even like uh, uh, that's legit. Even why don't you get a job from uh, Americana? You know this one. We were kids. They, oh, of course. They played this one. I mean, they had just jam after jam after jam, man. And it was the whole crowd. Of course, is you know between twenty and. 40 and or 20 and probably 45 and everybody's singing every word to all these songs you know jumping up and down and full full crowd outside and uh they had the drone flying over taking video of us it was really really a neat spot neat venue and excellent band man what's uh what's your favorite song mine's self-esteem and they played that yeah that was the very last the the last one they played you know this one Yep. One of the most iconic guitar riffs right there. This, if you could just sum yeah. up sum up grunge and and punk, that's it right there. Yeah, that and that, that opening. So that's uh, that reminds me so much of like '98 rock when I was a kid. You know. Yep. Driving like to school. That, right. Like that style. That it's like grungy. It's a little sarcastic. Like whatever that is. You know. I and, like that a lot. And that bass line, man. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, dude, definitely. That's a that is a great fucking song. That's a classic. Yeah, that's a jam. It's that's just one where you can I don't know I I can't picture somebody having this song come on and not having a favorable memory of where they were when they heard it originally. Like it's just usually tied to a good time. Yeah, and you can always relate to it a little bit. We've all been kind of. Uh, you know, in a relationship or interested in somebody where you're kind of getting the run around, you know, they weren't really that into you. And maybe led you on, and, and this guy's just kind of like taking it right on the chin. The song's just about like, yeah, yeah, I got fucking, you know, fuck it. I got, I got used, I got no self esteem. It was a shitty time in my life. And you're just kind of like, it's catchy. You're and like, I keep falling back into it. I, keep, I know it's coming yeah. and I know I shouldn't do it, but I do. Yeah. I do. That's the self deprecation that's so perfect for that genre, you know? Yep. Yeah, man, it's definitely a cool band, and again, I loved how they had just one opener who was tight, kept it together, and then it was just them. It was just like, they came out, and then, God, it flew by. It was probably like a 90-minute set or whatever, but all these songs are such quick hitters that they were just jam after jam after jam. Did anyone try to mosh at all for any of it? Oh, yeah, no, no, there was definitely a little, 
I was in the back with my lady, so I wasn't up in you know pitting in this type of show. But I would say halfway through, a little pitting got going, and then uh, you know nothing like a metal show, but definitely everybody jumping up and down and and you know stirring it up a little, and then plenty of crowd surfing. You know the last. Cool. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, which is cool because it reminded me of being on top of the boat, you know, being outside under the stars, people crowd surfing. That was really cool. So fucking cool. Nothing will beat the crowd surfing Pikachu from me that I've seen. But Yeah, that's a pretty much a um, legendary thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't beat it. He didn't even really want to do it. He just next thing you know, he's getting lifted up. Well, that was me. I think that was me and Jason who ran down there. And yeah, got, it was. Yeah, it, yeah. He was all inflated in that inflatable Pikachu suit, and we're like, oh, you're going up, buddy. You're going surfing, whether you like it or not. You have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I, I'm sorry, but this has to happen. It's happening now, and then we're just going to all pass you to the front. But, yeah, man, great time. Right. And I got to say, th- thanks to God or the energies or whatever, that the weather was perfect because that made it even better. It was like 68 degrees crisp and just fucking perfect out there in the night it was such a great night to see a show that's awesome man that's i'm jealous that's legit that's definitely a band i never thought about seeing but what i totally would if somebody's like you want to go see offspring and i was available i'd be like fuck yeah right yeah why not you know why wouldn't i go see that of course yep all right brother well i don't really have much else to say on that one another great show from the great heavy music podcast and a great live show from a great heavy band so that's all I got to say, man. All right, buddy. Well, I'm jealous of you. Until next time. We'll, get, right. we'll, we'll catch a show together next time. All right. All right, brother. Later. See ya.